I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. This is Samhain. And Samhain is a very serious and solemn festival for us in the British pagan tradition. Can you see the two mouths on the other people desperately trying not to pee themselves with laughter? We've already started being silly, so we can carry on being silly. We have. Absolutely. Just one of the celebrations that Fiona has for us here is that she now has 12 baby quails. Possibly 12. As I said, every time I try and count them, they zoom around like animated bumblebees. (laughs) Not a lot lot bigger, to be honest. (laughs) They're not, actually. So Samhain is a celebration, and it's it's the beginning of winter, and it's bloody fantastic, people. And winter is a really great time. We all like it. And... Despite what you get told by was who who does this for you? The weather do it? Who else tells you when the when the beginning of of winter and summer and spring is? Um, it might be the Greenwich Observatory. Yeah, well they get it wrong for a start. Nobody actually knows, do they, that Samhain is the beginning of winter? Well, a few academics would would agree with you. Well, okay, yeah. Um, and a lot of pagans, not, not that many Celticists out there, <laughs> but a lot of pagans would agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want some proof on that, when we get round to what most people call Christmas time, and we call midwinter, it's actually called midwinter. It's a clue. It's a clue. Mm, very big one. Yeah, it means it's the middle of winter. Shock horror. (laughs) (laughs) So being pagan tells you a whole load of stuff. So Fiona's messing around with a a whole bunch of quail, uh, probably the 12 quail of Christmas or something, and we haven't got that yet. I'm messing about with all sorts of things. Kim, what are you messing about with? As usual, I'm messing about with horses, dogs, goats, guinea pigs, chickens, um, cats um, and a very muddy lot of fields at the moment. Yeah. 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 So in Britain, it's muddy fields time. 
It's not as bad as last week, though. How much of you was underwater, Kim? We were more underwater than I've known it. The we where I live, we have a brook that borders two thirds of the land pretty well, and the brook was up and flowing into the land for the first time probably in fifteen, sixteen years. So much so that I actually videoed it because it was it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, the because the land where I live is called old old lay, which means that it's not been ploughed for at least eighty years. It has a good thick root base of grass. So although it's muddy at the moment, it's amazing how quickly the land can re recover. So I'm just praying at the moment that it recovers reasonably quickly because with horses on the land, as you know, Fiona, yeah. you get squelchy, 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 and then a load of mud. But yeah. uh, it's doing all it's doing all right considering the amount of water that so many people had, Ellen. We yeah. we've done okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last weekend, for those of you not in Britain was um, the back end for us down in Shropshire, but just off the epicentre for Fiona up in Scotland, of Storm yep. Babbitt. And it rained. What was it like for you, Fiona? I actually had the fire brigade out because I had a lake against the front of the house. Ow! Oh, the hmm. council ran out of sandbags. Um, it started out with me trying to find a phone number on, where was it, Saturday, to get some more sandbags off the council. But they're out of hours, told me to call the police non-emergency line, which I called. And the police sent the fire brigade round. And the fire brigade arrived and said, terribly sorry, we have no no, no more sandbags. You'll have to call the council. So <laughs> they gave me, an, they gave me a, 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 another out of hours number, which I phoned, which most implausibly put me through to Plymouth Mental Health Helpline. <laughs> right. Was this because you might be going near a nervous breakdown or? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I flew around and found another one that actually got me onto the, the, the council crisis line who said, we're terribly sorry, we have no more sandbags. Um, so at that point, I had a barn full of sheep and horses. And I had quite a lot of empty feed sacks. So the, the main cause of the problem was that all the fields above me were draining onto the road which burst its oh, banks straight yeah. down my drive. So I ended up sandbagging it, so to speak, with muck sacks. Mm. It, it's not what you're supposed to do with horse manure, but it worked. Well, there's a whole new thing for you. Mm. So you weren't actually flooded, Kim, but the fields were a bit at the bottom yes. of the fog. Oh, yes. Oh, and because... Rather like you, Fiona, we had a bit of an issue with water coming off the road. Mm. It free flowed, and I actually had running water through our hay barn and through the feed room, which was quite exciting because we opened the door and running water met us. Yes. Which is, yes. Yeah, it wasn't quite what I was expecting at eight o'clock in the morning, but hey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it got quite interesting here too. Uh, this room is about a foot above the rooms in that direction. And thank God for it, because there are two rooms in a corridor in that direction, 
one of which used to be my husband's bedroom. And um, he got out of bed early-ish in the morning, the usual sort of reasons, and thought, this is odd. This is a bit cold and squelchy under my feet. And he found he was plapping around in about two to three inches of water. So that end of the house is no longer flooded. The water is gone, but it will be weeks and months before we can actually mm. do anything in there. And to be honest, I'm not intending to allow him to live in there anymore. Kim and I were talking today and we're actually going to chuck him upstairs whether he wants to go or not, <laughs> <laughs> which I think he does. So it's all right. Yeah. So you might not know if you've not been in Britain, but it's been wet. Rain is something we get at the beginning of winter, and so it's sort of not abnormal. But it hasn't, it's funny, isn't it? Cause it hasn't really damped my spirits for celebration. Has it yours, anybody? Wetted them more like. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank Very you. good, yeah. yeah. Um, certainly not dampened my enthusiasm. No? No. No. So... We're actually going to celebrate this weekend. And whether you, I don't know whether you know, but Saturday is the full moon. And we were looking outside earlier and we've got beautiful full moon in the window. And it's absolutely perfect, really gorgeous. I'm hoping that the skies stay clear and we can still see it. So we've got the full moon on Saturday and then uh, it's 29th on Sunday, 20, 30th on uh, Monday and the 31st which is Samhain Halloween you probably call it old way we call it Samhain and one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to have my first fire of the year in the living room not in the living room in the fireplace in the living room let's be a little bit <laughs> you know not frightening about that we actually have a super log burner stove and today I got the wood in and so I shall have my first fire as my celebration like one of my celebrations on Saturday what are you two going to do then well I have actually had my fire lit for a week now because of the baby quail keeping the house warm for them but I have a very large candle standing ready which will stand in for my first fire of the year mm -hmm. and uh I have lots of things to remember and lots of things to think about for the future. And uh, I shall probably sit and meditate with my candle all night. That's a good one. Yeah. What are you going to do, Kim? I am going to, hopefully, as long as there's no wind, take a candle. We are very lucky at where I live. We actually have a small stone circle, a working stone circle that's set into the land. And works to enhance our land and land around and about and because it's in a, an open space i've got the chance to see the moon hopefully fingers crossed and do a little bit of work in the stone circle now like fiona i'm probably going to spend my time there just sitting quietly and with the help of the moon is just be present but look to what was, where I've, where, what I've been doing over the past year, how things have come to fruition, and 
start to think about what I'm going to take into the next year, looking at winter and just sort of sitting with that for the winter time and then bringing it out in the spring. And I should be doing something similar. I might go outside. What I do, Kim, with a candle is I've mm. got some quite big flower pots and I put a big candle in the flower pot and then that shields it a bit from the wind, but I can still get the, the glow of the candle. So I might Great idea. if you've got one, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I might do that up by our pond. And mm-hmm. if you've been watching me on LinkedIn and you will do on Facebook, I now have an outside office. Mm-hmm. I can actually get the internet and work on my laptop up by the pond. So I might well go up there <clears throat> and work in my outside office. And doing the same sort of things because this change for me from summer to winter, and it's also for us, we have three harvests in the old British tradition. First one is at Lammas, which is the beginning of August. Second one is at the equinox, 20th-ish of September. And the third one now, the last harvest, is at Samhain. So I should be harvesting what has happened for me. and. I do two things with it. Is one is I harvest it and you know make it right. I've got this and this and this and I didn't have those last year. And I also take in all the failures and the losses and the things that went pear shaped, which happens for all of us. And those I have a little ritual where I compost them and I put them into. I've got a little teeny mini cauldron, and so I put the the pitch the pieces of paper with, you know, I lost this and I didn't get that and that failed in there, in that little pot and cover it with some earth. And it's just ritual. The paper will rot indeed, but it's telling me that I'm putting it back into the earth and it's going to come out as new stuff for me. And I find that really helps me start getting together what I need to do for next year which won't happen immediately, but I start getting, well, that didn't work this way around. Do I just not do that, drop it, or do I actually go on and find a different way? And do you girls do that, something like that? Oh, yes. Definitely. Do you have a little sort of mini ritualette thing (laughs) like mine? that you do just to remind you that you're doing it or what? Well, I quite often will write things down, um, obviously on on paper, and I might use the, if I'm very careful, obviously, safety first, I might actually use a small fire or or the candle even just to ritually burn it. Mm -hmm. So I'm letting it go another way, you know, like you talked about earth, give it up into fire and it's it's as you say that ritual is quite important because using that you're putting an intention into something and you're putting focus and your presence into it so that you you're actually doing something and it's amazing how it gets into the into the body and the body remembers what you've done even though the brain hopefully doesn't get too excited and start thinking lots of exciting things it needs to do with that 
but it's it's something that you've done with intention and with focus so that it's remembered and you can go back to it over you know over the next month that's that's my take on it yeah i like that yeah what do you do well this year i shall be collecting some leaves over the next few days because this is also of course the time when the trees are dropping their leaves mm. and what we're doing at Sawin is very like what most of the, the trees and plants are doing. We're drawing back from this year's outgrowings and, and leaves and flowers and dropping them and retreating into our roots. So what I'm going to do is collect and dry a lot of leaves. And then I shall sit while during my meditations. I shall sit with each of these leaves and assign them some specific memory or some specific item or whatever it is that I'm harvesting. Um, and then since I've carefully collected and dried them, I shall set fire to them. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yep. really like that. And I haven't I haven't ever done it that way, but I really like that idea of collecting leaves. I've done it I've, I haven't done it that way before, but the willow tree was quite specific about it. Ah. Mm -hmm. So this this year I should be collecting an awful lot of willow leaves which are busy dropping like flies. Um, which is my job for tomorrow afternoon. Get them all dried up nicely. Um, and then use them as my, my tokens. Yeah, yeah. I think things like that really make a difference to us all, don't they? That we mm -hmm. like you said, Kim, we need the ritual and we need the sort of body reminder, the physical doing reminder mm -hmm. that we are taking something and I think we all do this don't we you're taking it and you're saying thank you sorry it didn't work back yeah. in the pot kind of feeling and I do I mean a lot of my stuff and I think it's going to be so for Fiona and Kim as well it's going to be stuff that has worked and hasn't worked in the business that I've been setting up for a year and is changing and coming along and so I'd recommend this for business people to find yourself some little ritual and what went right in your business, what went half right and what went wrong. And there's nothing wrong with being wrong. If wrong happens, it's okay. And then give it back, as Kim and Fiona said. And I love that leaf ritual if you felt like doing it. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, just write it on a piece of paper. And burying it and burning it is good. I won't say do it in water because it depends on the water. If it's in your house, you can block the drains. And if it's in a stream, you can pollute it. So we really don't want that. And the same with sea. But fire and earth are brilliant for transmuting stuff. So have you got business things, either of you, that you're going to dump in there? Oh, yeah, that was mine in a minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go for it. There's a number of things. Um, the job I'm in currently, uh, there's a lot of successes there, uh, as well as a few things that I need to sort of pull my socks up and, and do differently so, it's, so that they're, they're better. Now, they're adequate at the moment, but they need to be better. So there's a, a few of those to do. And there's a few absolute stonking failures. Like, don't do that again. One of, the, one of the jobs that I have to do in particular is uh, involves cleaning a very large machine while it's running. 
um, using a, a metal rod. You have to be very, very careful with it. And I picked it up to put it away. It wasn't looking at the, the business end of it. And it got caught in the machine, dragged out my hand, and bent into a complete circle in the middle of the innards. It took me two days to dismantle the machine and put it back together so it worked again. Don't do that again. Yeah. I think it's in your face, that one, yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely a case of being conscious when you're around these things. So, yes, there's uh, a few plonkers that I need to this, you know, properly organise and, and make sure I, it never happened again. Yeah, yeah. Kim, what about you? Uh, well, for me, I've got, well, like everyone else, those things that you've done, and you think, oh, my God, did I really do that? Not good. Need to just put it away. <laughs> Um, I think more more for me, it's it's communication, mm -hmm. which is really important to, in your everyday life and in business and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. I can improve on that. I can get better at that and choose my words more carefully because I can think back on conversations and think back on the way I've handled people and handled situations. And we look at some of the things that I've done. Work-wise, my work is quite manual and I'm always looking at ways of trying to improve it, make it better because I am I serve other people. So it's, it's each day is a day of service, which is lovely, but it can be improved. It can be better. And the way I handle my time can be better. So I've got a lot of things to think about and a lot of things that I could just put in perhaps a little pending pile that I need to look at and need to rejig, play about with and work out what it is that I've done not very well. Mm. And there's those, as you said, Fiona, those things you think, oh dear Lord, no, we don't go there again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree with you on those. <clears throat> there have been a few sort of like, you did that for me. And mine have been about choices, and I've made a wrong choice. And we're all three of us. Well, no, Fiona does actually work for somebody else, but she also works for herself. But we've all got solopreneur in us and doing it. Kim works for herself. I work for myself. And choices is a really big thing for us, and it is so easy to cock them up. And there have been a few times when I've done that, and a couple of them have cost me money. And that is painful because I am not one of these six or seven figure solopreneurs. And, you know, maybe one day, but not today. And so losing, you know, four, five, six hundred pounds is like out. And it's starting to get to like, can I pay these bills? Can I do that? Etc. And it's also, and I think this happens for all of us, because I've messed up with that money and it's not there anymore because I made a bad choice. I can't use it for something to help put it right. And that is a real big one. And it's come home to me very much. I and mean, I did one thing. I did one thing and I got it wrong and then I got it right. I needed some more pictures for, um, you know, the usual branding pictures and publicity pictures and that sort of thing. And I thought I'd found the right photographer. 
And then we were chatting about it, she and I, and she said something and it suddenly came home to me. You can't see me. What she said, I'm not going to go any further, but what she said, I said, you don't see me. And I'm not risking a whole load of photos with you. I love you. You're a lovely woman. I'm great friends with you, that sort of thing. I'm not risking a whole load of photos because you can't see me. So, of course, I'd already paid her a deposit, which was, you know, a few hundred quid. And, of course, didn't even think about asking for it back. There's no way. But I thought, whoa, you've really done it. But what happened then was I found the photographer who can see me. And um, I had enough money left to go for a, a good shoot with her. And I do have the pictures. So there was a rescue in there as well. But it really came home to me to be very careful about where I put my money and the choices that I make. And I'm going to bring something else in here because I know it's something we all do. Like I said, we all work as solopreneurs, which many people think that means you're working alone. Well, for us three, because we're witchy shaman loonies, crazy horse people, crazy cat ladies, we're not working alone. We have what I call a backing group, or you might call it your team, your invisible team, your dream team, your spirit team, whatever. Of guides and allies that we have come to know and three now of my choices are when when i went bad are when i hadn't asked them i just dived in oh what a wonderful mm -hmm. idea oh, i'll do that and you can almost see them behind you going here she goes again oh no here we go she's mm -hmm. gonna crash and i did so I'm thinking of your communication, Kim. I've yeah. to learn to make sure I say it to all my clients, all my students, keep connected, keep talking to your team. What did I do? So that's definitely one for I mm -hmm. for me to do. And the team are going to be standing around me with that fire. What are your teams going to do for you? Kim, Fiona? Well, my team, <laughs> who very patient, they're incredibly patient, but they're also, they do stand like this. Oh, God, she's at it again. <laughs> yes. And lead me to it, which is a good lesson for me. As you just said, Ellen, it's a great lesson. We'll see how big a hole she can dig before we think about saying anything, if at all. When's she going to turn around and ask for that help? When's she going to turn around and say, messed up a bit there anyway um yeah my i've i'm going to because i'm looking at communication that's an important one with with my gang with the help i get from them i need to remember to what how to ask when to ask and listen rather than just do lip service and think, yeah, yeah, I've asked, I've done my bit. Is actually listen to what what I'm what I'm told, and you know, so we can work together. That's the whole whole idea, isn't it? That you work together. So that's where I'm going with it. I think one of the one of the biggest lessons I've had this year, but you two have already heard this story, 
is I have four horses here. And I suddenly discovered in the middle of this summer that one of them has actually been ridden before, which I didn't know. Um, I got all excited about this and I, I thought, well, she's not been ridden for at least five years because that's how long she's been with me. So we'll, we'll start from the beginning with the baby steps. And she said, yeah, no problem. I can wear a bridle. Yes, no problem. I can wear a saddle. Yeah, no objection to standing by the mounting block. Yeah, you can sit on me. That's fine. Move? No. I'm like, okay, so you're not actually a riding horse, you're a sitting on horse. And she's like, yep. Okay. <laughs> so listen, there's a lesson here in listening. Yes. Uh, a lesson in listening. Yeah. So, so she's she's not a riding horse, she's a sitting on horse. But only only occasionally she's she's made it fairly clear that okay, no, I'm not worried bridal today. My head actually goes higher than you can reach. So right, okay. But on occasion she's not she's not completely unwilling to to go and stand by the mountain block and let me sit on her and then she'll just do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very zen in a way. Very zen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and been one of my strongest teachers for the last few years particularly on being present being conscious and now apparently just sitting yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fabulous I think it's gorgeous and I, I, there's another one that cropped up to me and I, and I can I I'm, I know I know this horse she's called Poppy she's a she's beautiful bay Arab she's a gorgeous horse and you know I want to steal her from Fiona every time I see her um, but I think Poppy's going to agree with me is one of the things is you didn't ask her the right question. Have you been ridden before? Yes. Will you wear a bridle? Yes. Will you wear a saddle? Yes. Can I sit on you? Yes. Will you let me ride you? Will you, will you oh. walk forward? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was definitely graduated series of questions there. Mm. And fine if that's as far as she wants to go that's as far as we go yeah yeah uh, so learning to listen mm. and accepting when a non-human says that's mm. your living yeah which is something that humans on a whole are not good at yeah i think that was really beautiful and it is something well, again, you know, we we all we all teach the people that we teach, or try and help them to learn it. Is you you do have to listen, and you do have to ask the right question, because you will always get answered, mm-hmm. and you may get the mm-hmm. answer you didn't think you were going to get, and that may be because you asked the wrong question. It, it's very like the old joke about all prayers are answered, but very often the answer is no. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah, it is, yeah. So I, I do think that's really important. And when you've got, as we have, this team behind you, with you, beside you, um, ask them. And we've all had experiences, and I've had it with students and clients, and I know you both have as well. Uh, the client says, well, I asked, but what did they say? Uh, and sometimes they don't even remember mm. because it's a whole thing. And when I'm doing it with people, which both Kim and, and Fiona know, because we all do it and we all do it with the students and I've done it with them, it's sort of like you ask and you listen 
and then you hear. Mm. Because you can listen and you can be hearing the words. You can be hearing the noise, everything going on. But is it connecting to anything inside? Did you understand what was actually being said to you? I mean, you came out with this beautifully, Kim. It was absolutely gorgeous when you were talking about the lip service. And, you know, you know, ask mm. questions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not just one thing. It's three things, isn't it? Mm. So important. Mm. And that's it. It's just also a, a skill that, that comes in useful working with other people, other humans. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So few people actually listen in a conversation. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think it was it was you originally... Alan, who, who told me that most people in a conversation are not paying attention to the other person because they're busy planning out what they're going to say next. Yeah. 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 And that was something that was taught to me, um, A, when I was a kiddie with my um, British shaman background family, um, who were very keen on listening, as all of the people in the old traditions are, and listening properly. And then again, in the transpersonal, um, my tutors said, one of them said, because this used to be a phrase, hopefully it doesn't happen to kids too much now, but usually, that kid needs a damn good talking to. And um, which older people like me can remember. And my tutor, one of my tutors said, no, that kid needs a damn good listening to. And that really came home. And also the thing, and when we were training, because when you're training as a psychotherapist, you're trained, part of your training is actually on the job with your fellow students, being the therapist while they are being the client, and then being the client while they're being the therapist. And you do this under supervision, obviously, and, and it's all real, nobody's play acting. But you're there worrying, especially when you start, you think, am I going to do this right? Am I going to be the right sort of therapist? Am I going to say the right thing? What's going to happen? Blah, 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 blah. Even in a word that the poor soul has said to you. Because you've been worried about what you're going to do. And it's that whole thing about putting yourself aside. You're going to go. But in that something, come on, I know you two know this one. And I know you two use it. Is um, when you've got the backing team. Um, and you're trying, you're going to listen and you don't know what to say. And you very often don't know what to say as a healer, as you both know, because you're both healers as well as therapists. And you don't know what you're going to say. So you don't even try to think about it. And can anybody remember my favorite phrase other than me? The right words to the right people at the right time. Yes. And in the right place. And in the right way. Yeah. And that's what I ask for. And I think we all do when we're going into a situation. I mean, even if it's like into the bank manager or into a, you know, a team meeting with your, mm. with your fellow workers or anything like that, give me the right words at the right time to the right person in the right place. And when you, when you do backing group, I guarantee you open your mouth and it comes out right. Yep. Yep. So there's three witches telling me what to do. But I'm going to do something more fun this um, Samhain. And uh, I don't know whether you're going to both join me, but every year, because I get on it, every year I make slow gin. We've got quite a lot of um, slow plums in our garden. 
and I make it every year. You don't drink it, preferably for a year or two afterwards, and then it is absolute nectar. So I've got some from about three years ago. So I'm going to be drinking some on Samhain Eve and Samhain. Anybody else going to join me with slow gin? I'm I'm actually don't have slow gin handy at the moment. What I do have is plums from my own garden in vodka. Oh, which is about the closest I can get. Yep. Um, but I have to be careful not to have too much because I do have to drive to work the following day. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Kim, have you got any nice little things like that that you can swallow? Um, nothing like that. Apart from a nice cup of tea, <laughs> uh, which is which is great. I should take a Ooh. cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all tea freaks, by the way. Um, so yes, you know this is utterly English, apparently, to all foreigners. Uh, we <laughs> tea all the time if we can. Yeah. But one of the reasons why I'm going to use slow gin is that the slow tree, which is the blackthorn tree is the tree of one of our ladies and she is the lady of winter and she's called Kiridwin. and i suppose you call her a goddess or something but i don't really like the word goddess but none of us do do we and i call her the lady of winter and that's how i was brought up to and since it's the beginning of winter this is her time and her tree is the blackthorn so her fruits are the slows. So I'm going to be taking some of her spirit, literally, and having a sip of it by the fire and maybe by the pond as well. But Kim and I live quite close to each other. So if you want a bit, Kim, to take down the circle. Ooh. Ooh, oh, you've, you've twisted my arm, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I shall I shall give you some to take down the Thank you. And you're gonna have your slow plums. I am. Sounds good. Um, I may well also take the when I go out with the dogs for their walk that day. Uh I may go over to the my local stone circle, which mm. is currently in the open since Storm Arwen took down the forest around it. Um but it it's it's been there and seen that many, many times before. It's about three and a half thousand years old. So nothing new about a forest falling down. Yeah. Uh, and I, what I would probably give them rather than slow gin is actually mead, yes. which is very much a harvest drink because it's the harvest of all the, the work that the bees have put in. Yes. And I, I tend to use mead for libations more. I do quite a bit as well. And mm. also, of course, it's, it's, it is the bees and it's my local bees. If I'm lucky, somebody makes it. And that's really, really good. So, yeah. So we can recommend all of that. I just had a thought then, because I know this isn't going to be the only time you get us recording and chatting away at you. Um, you've got your own stone circle, Kim. You've yes. got one um, up the road from you, Fiona. I know both of these circles. And um, yours is a bit different and a bit special, Fiona. And I've got a local stone, a fairly local stone circle that I go to. It's about 15 miles away from me, 12, 15 miles away. How about next time we talk about our stone circles? 
There's a thought. And how we that would be good. Because hmm. yeah, we can go and have a nice party, we can go and enjoy it, we can go and sit and meditate there. But we all use them in our businesses too. Hmm. So, you know, this isn't just the woo-woo stuff. And it isn't just three crazy old ladies. Well, it is, but, you know. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and you can use all these things that you may not have realized are still wanting to work with you because you said yours is a working circle. Yes, yes. And it's also quite a young circle. It's... In terms of stone circles, it, it's very young, but it's wanting to learn. Yeah. It's wanting to understand what its role is. Mm-hmm. So part of my personal work on the land is to is to work with it. And I think I've become not a teacher, but certainly somebody who can say, well, the one up the road says, how about, you know, how about we give this a go? Yeah. So starting these little rituals and starting these little things with with our stone circle is is a good way to to just say well this can happen and that can happen and this will help this and this will help that so it's quite excited at the moment so i think it'd be a really good idea if we all talked about our circles because they're all different very very much is young yeah yours is a completely different circle which i'm not going to do any spoilers on no, I I know it, I, and it's it's very different to how most people think of stone circles. And my circle is a relatively ordinary stone circle in that it's one that you would understand what I'm doing with it much better than you would the others, perhaps. So, have a wonderful sewing, everybody. Any last minute tips, Kemp? That's a three liner, one liner tip. <laughs> Eek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just remember about the being present that that's a really good place to start if you do nothing else is just stand and breathe and have a have a play with being present yeah sounds good to me fiona very much along the same lines be conscious it gives you context and mine is the same being present which we'll talk about on another one um is a lot more than what you normally get taught in mindfulness and we'll talk about that too it's about being fully conscious so i'm going to be fully conscious with every sip i take of that slow gin absolutely oh yes (laughs) see you all next time bye folks bye bye well hey i hope you enjoyed that Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun, full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about. Having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. 
sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires. Let's be real.